0: found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans 1700 KBGG
1: good afternoon welcome in once again it's the Ken Miller show here on 1700 KBGG with myself Trent Condon and uh, well Ken Miller he is safely in Memphis got through the blizzard talked with uh, Ken a little bit earlier today through old text messaging system. So uh, ready to go today. We will check in with Ken in the one o'clock hour, get an update on what's happening down in Memphis and, well, the weather conditions certainly down there. We'll preview Iowa State and Memphis coming up throughout the week and our live coverage down in Memphis with Ken Miller. But today, it's about the Hawkeyes as they prepare for their matchup against Boston College in the Pinstripe Bowl. A lot of conversation Certainly going to be happening about that today. We will get into things uh, this afternoon. Going to kick things off at about 12.20 today as our old friend David Kaplan. He will be joining us from Chicago. Talk some Cubs, Bears as they uh, finish things up this year against the Vikings up at U.S. Bank Stadium. Told you guys yesterday I will be there in attendance. Looking forward to it as a longtime Bears fan. Well, not sure how much cheering will be happening there, but a possibility Maybe seeing Teddy Bridgewater, or perhaps Sam Bradford making his way back. But we'll talk Bears uh, with David Kaplan. We'll talk some Bulls who suddenly keep winning football games. Uh, certainly an interesting component happening there. In a season of tanking, the Bulls doing some good things. And we'll take a look at a myriad of different things, as we always do, with the Chicago scene with David Kaplan as it's presented by our friends at Heartland Flagpoles and Flags. That'll come your way at about 1220 this afternoon. Mark Morehouse then. From the Cedar Rapids Gazette, he will stop by at about 1240. We'll talk with Mark about the Pinstripe Bowl. He's in New York City. What the weather conditions are, not going to be a beautiful day for football by any means. Temperatures in the 20s, going to be also some wind there. And and how that wind is going to play in, because you look at both sides. Now Boston College this year has given up a lot of yards on the ground. They've given up big chunks, gave up over 500 yards rushing Against Notre Dame. Now, that was when the Irish were humming along, probably at their highest level. Very good offensive line there. And Iowa has their own concerns up front with the offensive line. Again, Noel Eric Jackson, he has been suspended for the bowl game, a violation of team rules. Though he traveled with the team, he is not going to be available today. So they did some shuffling along the offensive line. Tristan Worse, who'd been starting the back half of the year as a true freshman, over at the right tackle spot. He'll jump over. He'll be the left tackle for the game today. And on the other side, it'll be Levi Paulson getting the started tackle. He made a start a year ago against Illinois. It'll be his first career start out at the tackle spot. Have some help, certainly, though, over there with Sean Welsh at the right guard position. Uh, can help him along. And some good news also in that front for Iowa. Yesterday, it was officially announced that uh, Harold Landry, the fine defensive end from Boston College, will not be playing in this game. Been hurt throughout most of the season. A year ago, he was a guy, though, that had put up some just huge, huge numbers uh, 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 as a uh, defensive end. Led the country, had 14 and a half sacks. He will not be a part of it. They do have another good defensive end, so uh, there'll be some moving around there. But something to keep an eye on and, and a help you would have to figure for Iowa. If Iowa's going to win this football game, very simple. Got to do what they normally have to do, right? And that is run the football. Run the football in a day where you're not sure what the weather conditions are going to be, how windy it's going to be. Continue to talk about Amir Smith-Marset not being out there and the possible debilitation of the passing game, not having the guy that can blow the top off, the deep threat that they have in this offense. You have to control the line of scrimmage. Jim Reed, linebacker coach at Iowa for three seasons. He knows what Iowa wants to do up front, He's worked against that offense in practice, though. It's not Greg Davis running the ship. It is, of course, Brian Ferentz still. You know up front, it remains the same. The zone blocking scheme that Iowa runs, they went more with the gap blocking, the one-on-one blocking scheme more in the second half against Nebraska. Is that something that Iowa's been tinkering with? And really the good news, with the alert Jackson news that came out last week, still Iowa knew about this. This isn't where it's a game week and something cropped up and there was an injury that happened or anything like that. No, that that's not the case. Instead, I was had time to work through this, figure out what their best combination is going to be, and something that I thought a lot about is Tristan Wirth more than likely is going to be the left tackle of the future. I, I truly believe that with his explosiveness as an athlete, and this kid, he is explosive. Watching him throw a shot, watching him... Russell, watching him on the football field. He is a different kind of athlete for a kid that size. And I think left tackle more likely is going to be the spot that he's ticketed for and shift Alaric Jackson back over to the right side and be the right tackle going forward. The good news is you're going to have two guys that look to be three, maybe four-year starters for you At those tackle spots, you figure out what happens inside going forward. But that is the good news for Iowa. We'll see perhaps another part of the future in Levi Paulson, uh, who is a redshirt sophomore, getting the start over at right tackle. So a lot of talk about that. Again, Mark Morehouse will be here at 1240. Also John Miller at 140. So plenty of Hawkeye talk here this afternoon. We'll check in with Ken at Memphis at 1 o'clock. And as mentioned, David Kaplan at 1220. Well, I mentioned the uh, the continued speculation about what's going to happen with uh, one of Iowa's biggest threats on the outside, Amir Smith-Marset. Uh, we've seen him this year plenty of different times make some big plays, be able to get down the field. You saw the kickoff return against Nebraska at the end of the season. Now, he has struggled with inconsistency, really the drops this year, but they kept going to him. He's fumbled, they keep going to him. And that, that's something that I think says a lot. There are plenty of guys, when they get the opportunity and when they have some struggles, they go away, and many times they're buried at the end of the bench, and you don't see these guys again. But they've gone back to Smith-Marset. Injured, he went through. Mark Morehouse had a tweet up earlier today He was part of the group that was going through a little coaching clinic with some youth in New York City. It was mostly guys that are injured, unavailable, and he was part of that one. Earlier today also, our friend Dave Creighton Jr. from the Hawkeye Huddle, which you hear Tuesdays here on 1700 from 5 until 6 o'clock. He had the dress list for the game, and Smith-Marset was not listed in that one. So uh, non-dress on the list. Listed there with guys like Kyle Taylor, Larry Jackson, who we mentioned is suspended. A lot of the redshirt guys this year, Boone Myers, Ike Becker, who are both injured. Uh, Miles Taylor, who went through surgery, and Smith-Arsett also there. So he had that picture up earlier today. I think that leads us to understand that Amir smith Marset not going to be part of the plans today for the Hawkeyes. I mentioned Harold Landry being out, but one thing I wanted to get to here at the top. Kirk Ferentz with a win today. Will tie Hayden Fry for the all-time winningest coach in Iowa history? And we talk about this a lot throughout the year. Kirk Ferentz and kind of where he rates and where he lands in the pantheon of Iowa coaches. And, you know, there's plenty of people that will go old school. We'll talk about Forrest Davoshefsky and what he did. But for me, and I think for a lot of people out there listening it's it's important. History is important, but it was so long ago. And college football is so different that the time period, Hayden Fry, Kirk Ferrance And who takes that top spot? And it's an argument you can go back and forth with throughout time. You know, Hayden Fry, three Rose Bowls. He didn't win any of the three, but took them to three Rose Bowls. He took over a program that was at a different spot. Now, they both took over programs that were down but Iowa, the 19 19 straight seasons of non-winning years when Hayden Fry took over. Now, Iowa was in a dip when Kirk Ferentz took over, but it wasn't any kind of hole that Hayden Fry took them to. And then what he did, and elevated them, getting them to the Rose Bowl by year number three, and playing close against Oklahoma, and the old thing, if I see anybody with a smile on their face, I'm going to knock their block off, you know, the Hayden. Hayden also had the persona. And that's the big difference. yeah. group of buddies, in fact, one of my good friends, every year dresses up as Hayden Fry at one of the games. And we all did it for a game up in Minnesota years and years ago, and we all had the mustaches and the white pants and the polyester and the polo shirt underneath and the shades of the aviators, and we're all Hayden Fry. Well, I don't see anybody going as Kirk Ferentz for Halloween. I don't see anybody in 20 years dressing up as Kirk. You dress up. There's, there's no persona there. Hidden Fry also did something completely different that Kirk Ferentz will never be able to do. And he broke up the big two, little eight. Kirk Ferentz will never be able to do that. He'll never be able to have the mystique that goes along with it. But when you get away from those factors and you move past just that and you look at what these guys have done, you look at the differences between the two guys in terms of wins and losses. Kirk Ferentz with a win, they'll be tied one hundred forty-three apiece. Pretty simple, right? One forty-three each. Boom, you got that. Bowl victories. Well, Kirk Ferentz, in fact, would pass Hayden Fry on that list with a win today. He would have seven. Hayden Fry had six. Big Ten titles. Hayden Fry had three, two for Kirk Ferentz. Now here is the breakoff point. And this is where you can come up with an argument on each side. For Kirk Ferentz, five teams finished the season in the top 10. 5. 2002, 2003, 2004, and 2009, and of course the 2015 team. Five different teams finished the year ranked in the top 10. Only twice did that happen for Hayden Fry at the end of the year ranked in the top 10. 85 and 91. But the difference on the other side, if you go on the Hayden side of things, Hayden Fry finished in the top 25 10 different times. Kirk Ferentz, just six. So we mentioned five teams finished in the top 10. Only one other team, though, finished in the top 25. Consistency may be a part of it. The down years, the step-back years, maybe a step further back under Kirk Ferentz. You're also in the differences of number of games that you play. You know, an eight and three regular season does feel different than an eight and four. There, there's just a little bit of difference there. Same amount of wins, but that one extra loss goes in there. And there's also the era that you're playing in, and you're coaching in. During Hayden Fry's years, there's a lot of down Iowa State teams. Northwestern was a layup year in and year out. Until the end, we didn't see the emergence of Wisconsin like Kirk Ferentz has had to deal with. Michigan-Ohio State, always good. Penn State, always good. But those are some of the differences there. But that's a breaking off point I know for a lot of people is the step back. When they're not that top-level team, when they're not competing for a Big Ten championship. <laughs> the 7-5, and five, the 8-4, and four, And the loss in there, the head-scratcher. Losing to Central Michigan. Losing to Northern Illinois. Getting beat in the final game of the regular season against Western Michigan. Losing to North Dakota State. Regardless of how good those teams can be, that feels like a big difference, I know, to a lot of people. With a win today, Kirk Ferentz, though, will tie Hayden Fry. College Football Hall of Famer, Kirk Ferentz. Sometimes you don't know how good it is until it goes away. Dr. Tom Davis? We know how that's worked, right? Trying to go to that next level. Well, sometimes that next level is not a level up. It's a level down. Be happy with what you have in Kirk Ferentz. That's pretty good. We'll come back here. We'll shift our attention over to Chicagoland as David Kaplan will join us from Comcast and NBC Sports Chicago. He's coming up next as we take you up until 2 o'clock today. Countdown to kickoff. 415, ball in the air tonight. It will be the Pinstripe Bowl in beautiful New York City. Get your tickets now. Still plenty available. Don't think anybody's going to be able to make it quite in time for kickoff of that one. Full coverage today. Again, Mark Morehouse at 1240. John Miller at 140. We got you covered here on 1700 KBGG. Sunday night, Monday night,
0: and Thursday night football from Westwood One only on 1700 KBGG.
1: Or online, washersystems.com.
0: Hello from all of
3: us at Susan G. Komen, Greater Iowa. My name is Stephanie, and I am the new Marketing and Development Director located right here in our West Des Moines office location. We want to send out a huge thank you to each and every one of you who have supported Komen throughout 2017 with your participation in our events, fundraising efforts, and volunteerism. Without you, we cannot realize a world without breast cancer. On behalf of all of us at Komen, Greater Iowa, we wish you happy holidays and hope to see you all on February 10th at the 5th Annual Pink in the rink hosted by the Iowa Wild. Visit our website at komengreateriowa.org to purchase.
1: Hooray! Your holiday shopping's done. You killed it. You got deals on gifts for everyone from Nana to your nephew to your neighbor's cat. And of course, you absolutely, totally got everything you wanted for yourself. There's nothing else you could possibly think of getting. But did you check eBay? Check eBay Fashion and get unmissable deals on all the styles you really wanted this holiday season. Like up to 70% off the hottest fashion brands like Adidas, Steve Madden, and Calvin Klein. eBay end of season sale going on now. eBay. Fill your cart with color.
4: Central Iowa Vapors is a family-owned business founded by a mother and a father with two kids all born and raised right here in Iowa. The owners of Central Iowa Vapors said e worked for them and it was time to share it with everyone. Central Iowa Vapors has helped 79,142 smokers make the switch today. Can you be the 100,000 customer we help? Visit us online at iowaecigs.com for location details. And always remember, it's not smoke, it's vapor. Start spreading the news. Variety's Black Tie Gala,
0: New York, New York, is set for January 19th. Black Tie is a gala evening emceed by Des Moines native David Anthony Higgins, known for his role in hit television show Mike and Molly. The evening features cocktails, dinner, and dancing. Variety, the children's charity, works to improve the lives of underprivileged, at-risk, and special needs children by gifting bikes, building inclusive playgrounds, providing support to critically ill children, and more. Join us January 19th at Black Tie to ensure all children are able to reach their potential. Get your tickets for Variety's black tie at VarietyIowa.com backslash black tie.
5: the plan that will improve your quality of life dr robert seaman and new leaf wellness give them a call today at 515-650-1358 again 515-650-1358 for new leaf wellness One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358.
4: Cap is back. Flag guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago. Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9, Des Moines
0: Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG.
1: Back once again on a Wednesday. That means it's time for David Kaplan, Comcast Chicago. Ken Miller out today. He is down in Memphis, Tennessee, getting ready for the Liberty Bowl. We'll check in with Ken to kick off the 1 o'clock hour. Trent Condon running solo with you. Here today as we welcome in David Kaplan, our Conversations with Cap brought to you by Heartland Flagpoles and Flags. What's up, Cappy? What's going on, my man? How you doing today? Happy Holidays. Same to you. A good Christmas in the books, getting ready for New Year's. And, uh, well, here in the state of Iowa, we're getting ready for the Pinstripe Bowl, mid-afternoon, mid-week game Uh It doesn't generate a whole lot of excitement, but I did want to get your perspective on this at a local level. Uh, Kirk Ferentz today will tie Hayden Fry if they win in all-time wins at the University of Iowa. He's six all-time in victories in the Big Ten behind a a host of excellent coaches. What do you think of Iowa football and Kirk Ferentz? What do you think of? Let's just start right there pretty general.
3: Uh, To be honest with you, I think of one of the... Classiest head coaches that I've had the privilege to observe. I interviewed him a couple times. Don't know Kirk as a friend at all, but I think the guy's a phenomenal representative for the University of Iowa. Uh, to have the staying power he's had in a business that is so dirty and so tough speaks to the type of guy he is.
1: This uh, it, it's interesting here in the state that there's uh, definitely two sides of the argument. Him versus Hayden Fry, two programs that were at different points when they took over, low points, but Hayden maybe at a lower point. Just an interesting conversation. Always like to get your perspective, certainly on things. From from the college game to the pro game, as we get ready for Week 17, Cap, and uh, John Fox, dead coach walking out there. We know it's inevitable. Black uh, Monday will come, maybe even it'll happen on Sunday night as they go into week seventeen, what's the conversation piece with the Bears outside of just getting ready for next season?
3: Uh, I mean, I think everyone you know assumes, and I, I believe you know my sources to be accurate, that it's a fait accompli that it's going to get you know done Sunday night or Monday. They'll make that announcement, and that this is going to be Ryan Pace's hire, one hundred percent. He's the guy who is going to be in charge of getting this coaching hire right. And if he's right on the hire and he's right on Trubisky, Ryan's going to be around here a long, long time. If he's wrong on those two things, Ryan's not going to be here that much longer. I'm a Ryan Pace guy. I think if you are really fair and really evaluate the situation he took over and evaluate the talent he's brought in so far, Ryan's hits outweigh his misses. He hasn't been great in free agency. Again, most of the top guys don't get to free agency. Um, well, he hit a home run on Akeem Hicks. Really good good hit on Danny Treveson. Jarrell Freeman, if he could stay on the field, would have been a really mm-hmm. good hit. Um, I think Clint Samuka Mara, it was a hit. I think there are some guys out there in free agency. Draft wise, I'm a Trubisky guy. Jordan Howard, a really good fifth round pick. Tariq Cohen in the fourth round. Cody White here, who if they could just quit moving him around and leave him at center, give him one spot instead of every other week he's playing another position because someone's hurt, that's stunted his development some. Leonard Floyd, he's going to be a really good player. He was on a good track this year, but he got hurt. So there's a lot of guys that are hits in the draft.
1: Yeah, done a nice job. And and, Tariq Cohen, you know, a guy that you wonder, you got the running back. Offensive line is okay. It comes down to Mitchell Trubisky and how he develops. Is that the biggest piece here where you expect Ryan Pace, he's going to go out and try to find a quarterback guru to mold him, or is it just finding the best coach available? And, and if it is even a defensive guy, you've got to bring in then the right coordinator, the right quarterback coach to work with Trubisky.
3: Yeah, I think it's the latter. And I've asked Bill Polian, I've asked Bill Edwards, I've had these guys on, and they have both said, if you pigeonhole yourself and go, I have to get an offensive guy because, oh, my God, if I get a defensive guy and the coordinator's good and he leave, that's not the way you do it. You get the best available head coach to run your organization from his perspective, run the locker room, and be the CEO of all things football, on the field, working concert with the GM. You know, Bill Belichick was a defensive coordinator. He might be the greatest team sports coach in American sports history. He's certainly on the Mount Rushmore. Nobody goes, boy, how do they have a good offense? Well, he helped develop Tom Brady, and when Charlie Weiss left, he went to Bill O'Brien. When Bill O'Brien left, he went to uh, Josh McDaniels or vice versa. So if you get the right guy is all that matters. You know, Rod Rivera does a great job with the Carolina Panthers. Rod Rivera was a defensive coordinator and prior to that, a linebackers coach. So there are guys out there. Sean McVay doesn't grow on trees. They hit a home run with Sean McVay in L.A. It's worked out really well. But a year ago, people were calling Jared Goff the number one overall pick, a bust. A year later, he's a pro bowler.
1: So there was a report on Sunday. You mentioned Ryan Pace. This is his job from Ian Rappaport talking about that perhaps Ted Phillips is going to be the guy. Inaccurate. Inaccurate.
3: Inaccurate. Okay. Wildly Uh inaccurate. The only thing Ted's going to be involved with from a coaching perspective would be if they decide they want to go hire Trent as the head football coach and he's <laughs> under contract with someone else, the president of the team protocol will call the other president. So Trent's working for the Lions. And Ted will call his counterpart in Detroit and go, hey, and I'd like permission to talk to Trent about our job. Ryan liked to interview him. That's the only involvement, president to president or owner to owner, if it's George talking to someone from the Ford family, that type of thing. But in the end, if Ryan says, hey, man, I don't want Trent, I'm hiring Kenny Miller, <laughs> Ryan's getting who he wants.
1: Well, if that's the conversation, regardless, uh, the Bears are in deeper trouble than I even imagine if they're looking. No, to- <laughs> not about it. Ken Miller is at the yeah, well, I'll, I'll give you an hour every week, uh, Cap, if need be, all right? If if I get the head coaching job, I'll guarantee you that. You get me for an hour a week, okay? Deal. All right, all right. We'll see how that plays out. So we know that the Bears going to be looking for a coach. What else needs to be done? What What are the things that need to be fixed more than anything? And and, and how big of an overfa- overhaul is needed inside the halls at Hallis Hall?
3: Well, I don't think there's an overhaul needed. I don't. I know they're going to finish 5-11 or 6-10, and 10, but they've got to address the wide receiver room, and that's not with one big-time receiver. That's with, like, four receivers. They have got to throw numbers at this and quality. They've got to get another offensive alignment. You never have enough pass rushers. They've got to get another linebacker. If they're going to be picking in the top ten, they have a chance to trade out of that pick if the right quarterback's there. I certainly hope they lose on Sunday to Minnesota so they get up to maybe six. Well, I mean, you're going to have Josh Rosen. You're going to have Sam Darnold. You're going to have Josh Allen from Wyoming. There's going to be three or four quarterbacks going in the top ten. If there's a QB there that somebody wants, you go, hey, why don't you trade right up here, I'll give you my pick, and now i got two first-round picks, and I'll see what I can do, maybe getting a receiver and a, and a offensive lineman or a receiver and a cornerback, or a receiver and an inside linebacker, or a pass rusher. Now, there's good players throughout the draft, and at least in the first two and three rounds, you just got to hit home runs. And then you got to develop the guys. And everyone's like, oh, there's Adam Shaheen, and I don't know if he's any good. Adam Shaheen came out of Ashland College. Where he only played two years of football. It's going to take time. But when Olin Krutz tells me he likes the nasty streak he sees, he thinks he's improving as the season goes on as a blocker, Andy's athletic and can catch the football. Let's judge Adam Shaheen after three seasons. Let's judge Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky after three seasons. People want to rush to judgment and go, "That guy stinks." <laughs> Too quick, man. Too fast.
1: Talk with David Kaplan, presented by Heartland Flagpoles and Flags. Kappa over to the Bulls, eight and two with Mirtick in the lineup, three and twenty without him. Uh, says a lot here. The the conversation that I keep hearing though is. They're supposed to be tanking. What, what are they doing winning all these games? Well,
3: I don't think management's wildly happy. I think they're happy that Fred has you know, gotten the culture where they want it. I think guys are playing hard. But I will tell you, I think when you really evaluate this whole thing, management wants that number one pick. Now, it would not shock me to see Robin Lopez traded out of here. Mm-hmm. It would shock me to see Nico Miritich traded out of here. They are looking to get that impact player that they need. But you've got to tip your cap to Fred Oyberg. I mean, you really do. I thought he did a lousy job managing Wade, Rondo, and Jimmy Butler. But conversely, I think he's doing a magnificent job with this young group.
1: What are you seeing out of Chris Dunn? Finally uh, getting the minutes. Didn't see a whole lot of them early in his career with Minnesota. A guy that I really like coming out of college. He, he was a disappointment year one with the T-Wolves. What do you see out of Dunn, and, and can he be a starting point guard on a good team, obviously has to prove as a shooter, but do you see him being that kind of guy that can be a lead guard on a good playoff team?
3: I do. I think Chris Dunn's a really, really good player. I loved him in the draft, wanted the Bulls to find a way to get him when he was coming out. He had a bad first year. Look, I love Tibbs. Tibbs is a good friend of mine. Tibbs is tough for a rookie. He is. He is intense. He is driven. Basketball is 24-7 in his life. And... That's an adjustment for guys. Chris Dunn now has been dropped into a much more low pressure environment here. No expectation of winning. A coach in Fred who is not going to just be an absolute animal on him, where Pitts expects you in and you're a pro. You better be ready to play 40 minutes. You better be ready to handle my wrath. He's just a different cat. I like guys like that. He's not for everybody, though. Fred is a much more laid-back. He'll get after you, but he's more laid-back in his approach and his demeanor, and I think it's been a really good fit for this guy.
1: Tibbs, uh, they're winning games with the T-Wolves, but I, we have so much information about minutes and, and time off in the NBA. Tibbs is still old school. Do you ever see him acquiescing and, and going more to his bench, giving guys more rest, or is it just who he is, and he's going to run these young guys into the ground?
3: Tibbs is... He'll look back at the number of minutes Michael Jordan played, Scotty Kippen played, Dennis Rodman played, and he will tell you, look, LeBron James is 35 years old, and he played 38 or 39 minutes the other day, and he averages, I think, the second or third most minutes in the league. Tom believes if you are a basketball player and you are in shape, you should be able to play 35 to 40 minutes every single night. That's his belief. He's told me that. However... I think he is going to have to adjust at some point where there's got to be ways to pick games where you go, you know what, I'm only playing that guy 18 minutes tonight, I'm going to give him a breather. They do that in baseball. There are days where I've been leaving the park after pregame, and I've seen whoever it is, Anthony Rizzo or Chris Bryant, walking in the stadium 20 minutes before the game starts, because Joe's told them, sleep in, go have breakfast with your wife, are your girlfriend, I am not going to play you today. And unless he uses him as a pinch hitter in the ninth inning, that's the only way he does it.
1: It's a good way to do it. And uh, we'll keep an eye on that one with Tim. Hey, as always, Cap, good talking with you. We'll do it again next Wednesday. Thanks for your time. Look forward to it. Happy, healthy New Year to everybody out there. Go hawkeye. There he is, David Kaplan, NBC Sports Chicago, and ESPN 1000 joining us here on the Ken Miller Show with Trent Condon. It's presented by Heartland Flagpoles and Flags. We will take a timeout. Get back into the Hawkeyes on the other side. It's Mark Morehouse from the Cedar Rapids Gazette. He joins me next on 1700 KBGG.
0: We talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker,
1: 1700 KVGG. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus and online at therookiesportscards.com
2: Hi, my name is Melanie Brown. I'm the Executive Director of the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Iowa Chapter. I would like to thank all of you for your support this year. We have made huge strides in cancer research and are making it a reality for more patients to come home for the holidays. In this season of hope, please consider giving the gift of life by going to lls.org or calling 515-270-6169. We at the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society want to wish everyone a happy holidays and a safe
1: with
3: Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve
1: that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com.
5: Computer, execute 12.4p operation.
4: Optimizing algorithm. Running encryption packet alpha, night, night,
6: oh, I don't feel so good.
5: What? What is it, computer?
6: Is it hot in here? It feels hot in here? I feel a little clammy. I should lie down or s- something
0: A computer with a virus? Surprising. What's not surprising? How much you could save by switching to GEICO.
4: Those oysters Rockefeller were a mistake.
0: GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Macy's After Christmas Sale is going on now. Get the lowest price of the year on the Radley 5-Piece sectional, only $1,599. Or a Tribeca Gray Queen Panel Bed, $289. Plus, it's our biggest mattress sale of the season. Get a Serta Calm Haven 2-Piece Queen Set, $279. And free white glove delivery and setup on any mattress purchase of $787. Shop in-store, online, or call 1-800-BUY-MACY. Savings off sale prices exclusions apply.
1: The
4: holidays are around the corner. A merry time filled with family traditions and festive celebrations. But it's a hard season for those who have recently lost a loved one. You can help. Amanda the Panda needs donations for its Cheer Box program, which delivers a box of gifts to families experiencing their first holiday season after the death of a loved one. Visit amandathepanda.org or call 515-223-HUGS for a list of needed items and to learn more. That's amandathepanda.org.
1: Hey guys, Trent Condon here from 1700. You've been hearing me for a couple of months talk about New Leaf Wellness. I'm on a couple of programs helping me lose weight and it has worked outstanding for me. The two treatment programs that I'm on right now, the GAC and the MIC, helping me with my energy levels, weight loss, increasing muscle tone. It's worked wonderfully for me. New Leaf Wellness has a lot of different programs they can help with guys out there. Low testosterone, maybe you're battling migraines, looking to lose weight, or maybe you just hit a plateau in your workout system. New Leaf Wellness can help you like they've helped me. What I want you to do, give them a call today, 515-650-1358. At 650-1358. Give them a call. Let's feel better together. New year right around the corner. It's New Leaf Wellness, 650-1358. You found your home
0: for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700
1: KBGG. Welcome back once again. Trent and running solo this week. Ken Miller down in Memphis. We're not talking about the Liberty Bowl right now, though. We are talking about the Pinstripe Bowl. Joining us right now, live from New York City, it's Mark Morehouse. Mr. Morehouse, what's happening?
6: Hey, Trent, how you doing? Thanks for having me
1: on. Oh, doing well here. It is frigid, and, uh, well, you guys are having things similar out there in the Northeast, right? now. New York City is the town of buzz for BC, Iowa.
6: There are 8 million people here. So uh,
1: (laughs) uh, I would,
6: it takes, I'm not even sure the Mets get a buzz some days, but no, there's home buzz. There's a little bit of uh, this. I think with the Big Ten being here, New York, you know, having an office here and actually being here, physically being here, I think New York tries to kind of foster that as much as it possibly can. So you see things like uh, the Empire State Buildings lit up in the team's colors, uh, Boston College in Iowa. Uh, you see you do see a smattering of pinstripe ball. And it is uh, the Yes Network is behind it, and that's a big thing here in New York. Is something I didn't realize. I forgot all about it because, you know, I don't watch the Yankees as a mess. Right. So, or the Yankees, I guess it is. But um, a smattering trend. I would say if I had to compare it to Iowa, it's probably like uh, walking around Des Moines on a, on a Iowa Wild game day, and it's kind of probably like that.
1: There's a few, but just not a whole lot. I, I get that, and I think it's a good way right. kind of to put it and in, in find the, the context of where, you know, this game kind of ranks here. And, and the Iowa fan base, we know, didn't travel out there very well. Uh, ticket sales, I have been a story throughout this one. But just in general, even back here, you know, I was talking to some friends the other day. Hey, anybody getting together? Going to watch a game? And it was, eh, I'm, I'll buzz out of work maybe an hour early so I can watch the game, but just going to go home and watch it. Just, I don't know, a, a, a mid just, uh, you know, midweek game, four fifteen 15 central time. It's just, it's tough. It's tough for the fan base and tough to get excited about this one.
6: Well, one thing, Trent, the work day. Uh, I just had a couple of people, a couple of my friends, uh, types of guys who wear the bib overalls, the striped bib overalls yeah, to yeah. games. Uh, they, they called me, a few of them texted me, good guys. I'm not, they used to work at the Gazette and uh uh they said i'm i got about another hour of work and i'm going to pretend like i've got a tummy ache and i'm going home that is a factor that and then you have the, the pinstripe ball and the pinstripe ball just right now i was really pretty down on it coming to new york but now that i've been here yes it's expensive but there is nothing like new york it is the coolest city in the world to me it's if you keep the bull trip within four days, maybe you can handle it financially. Mm-hmm. But there's also the Hawkeyes, trend. I mean, seven and five. Um, the offense falls into quicksand seemingly every other series, and you don't know what you're going to get out of this offense. And uh, uh, the left tackle suspended uh, for this game. So uh, I can understand fans being sort of nonchalant with this one because, you know, seven, they've seen seven and 5 they They've seen, you know, some nondescript bulls. And, uh, you know... I think the added bonus is an offense that uh, you don't know what you're going to get. So, I don't, you know, Trent, I would say, maybe you just watch just for that because maybe the offense clicks. Maybe it's the Ohio State offense that shows up. Yeah. I don't know about that. I don't think so, but maybe.
1: Maybe. Just maybe. We can only hope and, and see something good about that one. And hey, Mark Morehouse joining us, Cedar Rapids Gazette. You can find his work online. At thegazette.com dot uh, com. Let's take a look over at the other side, BC. What what you've seen over there? I guess a big storyline that emerged this week: Harold Landry, uh one of their top defensive linemen, going to miss the game today.
6: Yeah, he's missed a lot this season. Um, I think he's missed now the last five games. Last year, uh he, as a junior, he led the nation in sacks, you know, half This year, he only had five. So, ankle couldn't get it going that's kind of a big help because, you know, Lerick, like I said, Larry Jackson left, I was left tackles out for this game. Uh, Tristan Worf moves over to the left side. Uh, Boston College still has a really great defensive end. in. Uh, oh, shoot, I'm blanking on his name. Eric, uh, I'm blanking on his name. But uh, 14 and a half tackles to the loss. Still a very active front. I don't think this sinks. Uh, Boston College, I think they've been used to uh, Landry being out. And they've won all those games except for the, the NC State game. So, uh, not as probably big a loss as i think and offensively what makes him go is a.j dillon he's a 6'2 240 pound running back who runs a 4-4 that's according to his offensive coordinator and oh, trent you know i've covered iowa for 20 years or whatever and i don't i've never heard the offensive coordinator say yep 6'2 240 4 uh 4'4", 40, and uh Uh, I told that to Josie Jewell. He sounded a little skeptical of the 4-4 part, but uh, there's no question. Uh, A.J. Dillon is a man out there. Uh, 1,400 yards this year, 13 touchdowns. And he wasn't the feature back until week 8 because he is just a true freshman.
1: He is a big boy, uh, committed to play at Michigan. They were talking about maybe a little linebacker. He said, the heck with that. I'll stay home and go at BC and uh, certainly a big help over there. The other side, uh, Iowa's pass offense. Now, you're going to get out there. You'll be at Yankee Stadium here in a little bit, and you'll have a better idea what the weather What What are they saying? It's going to be chilly. It's not going to be warm by any means. But how about wind? Have you heard anything on that side?
6: Not, not yet. I think big winds are supposed to come later tonight. Okay. But, you know, it might get windy late in the game because uh, there's actually a wind uh, Arctic. I'm probably screwing this up, but there's like an Arctic advisory here and uh so but it's supposed to not hit until midnight so big wins are coming it's going to be basically what you guys have now it's mm-hmm. going to be here and uh but i'm not sure when it if it kicks in the second half you know i think right now i think the passing game is as, as weird as it sounds i know you're going to roll your eyes trent but uh i think it's advantage iowa mm-hmm. just because i think stanley uh is the better quarterback in this game uh, darius wade uh, thrown in the last uh, couple weeks was a player just never could get over the hump and win the starting job at Boston College. Um, their starting quarterback got hurt two weeks ago, or uh, November 13th at um, NC State towards ACL. Anthony Brownie's out for the year, so this guy goes in Darius Wade. So I'm not 100 percent sure what Boston College can expect to get out of his best game. It has a good w- group of wide receivers, but to me, I think Stanley's a big advantage in this game, and they got to take they got to get to that advantage. One thing, though, I, I did notice this morning, uh, there was a, uh, a, a group of players who hosted a. It was either this morning or yesterday morning. They hosted a, a, a kind of a kids' day thingy at uh, Yankee Stadium. Among the, it was all basically all injured guys and guys you didn't know, except for Amir Smith, Marset number six. Uh, so he, keep an eye on him, Trent. I'm not sure if he'll be in this one.
1: Mm, all right, we'll keep an eye on that one. That would be. Certainly a blow. We saw the explosiveness, uh, explosiveness of him uh, back in that game against Nebraska. All right, uh, Mark Boarhouse joining us. Just a couple minutes left with Mark. What other thing uh, as it pertains to the game here today, special teams? Col- Colton Rastetter had a very trying season. We saw Ryan Gersande for a little bit. He had some struggles. And then sounded like an injury. Is Gersande available today? Do you know?
6: doesn't sound like it. Uh sounds like a back injury. And it's... Uh, doesn't sound like he's available. Uh, To me, uh, they were the same punter. Um, Gersandi maybe was hurt all year. I don't know. Um, But to me, they're the same guy. Uh, They're 41-yard-per-average punters, maybe. And at this point, just avoid disaster. And and I think there's... I'd like to think there's a good punter in Colton Rastetter. Today would be the day to show that. Because I think next year... The way this team is shaping up next year, uh, they're they're going to have to have some definition at punter because uh, this year it just you can't have that. If you're gonna, that loses games, both sides. You know, the, the Michigan State game was was bad for field position, but the other side of it too is you got to catch punts. So I think special teams is kind of a push in this game because I do think Miguel Racine newly scholarship Miguel Racino, oh. is a terrific weapon, but Boston College has some good. It's good return teams and among the best in the ACC. So uh, I think it's a push there. But not, I think you're right. I just have a feeling something happens in special teams that uh, twists this game one way or the other.
1: Good stuff. All right, Mark. Uh, with that, the 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 factor of. I was said all the right things, right, leading up to the bowl. Hey, we, we want to get this bowl streak over. Well, didn't they say those same things last year before Florida, and they promptly beat thirty to three by the Gators a year ago? I understand Boston College and Florida caliber of athlete is a little bit different here, but but what makes you think that this will be different? That we're not going to see some of the disasters that we've seen in bowl games from the Hawkeyes?
6: Well, there are no guarantees. Uh, <laughs> the, the, you've seen this offense. I, yeah. I started out saying it occasionally falls in the quicksand. Sometimes every other series, uh, sometimes every series, Iowa, Wisconsin. So that's there are no guarantees, but I do think this is the Big Ten went out. I feels like, and I don't know this, but it feels like the Big Ten went out of his way to let's get Iowa off of this, and they went to try to find the best possible matchup for Iowa. Uh, Boston College, two seven and five teams, two like. Uh, two teams, I think, that occupy the same sort of uh, stratosphere in the Power Five. I mean, they're not Michigan and Ohio State, but they're not, uh, you know, they're not, I was going to say Purdue, but Purdue beat Iowa this year. But, you know, they're not the bottom of the barrel in the Power Five. So, uh, to me, like, like-minded like teams, um, teams that occupy, I think, the same space in college football, uh, I, I want to say it's, it's Maybe a fifteen-foot putt for the Hawkeyes, and it, it gets closer every quarter if they're winning. But uh, this this bowl, as far as I remember, I want to say maybe two thousand one Texas Tech, Tech bowl. That bowl was evenly matched, and it was so long ago now. But I think this game is as easily matched a bowl game as I can remember. Iowa did not bowl up this year, quote unquote. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't. Uh, it didn't get pulled into a, some matchup that uh, because it travels well, uh, bowls want them, and so it didn't get pulled into that matchup this year. So. Win this game, get rid of the bull streak, and this is something, Trent, that they, that the players, a question the players are answering in August. So it's something that's hung on this program. They all feel it. Uh, the seniors have four bull rings that they wouldn't wear bull rings anyway, but they might know where this one is if they actually win.
1: <laughs> that would be good. That would be a good thing for this Hawkeye program, and, and perhaps a little momentum going into next year if you believe in uh, that sort of thing, Mark. Stay warm out there. Uh, I know you got your warm socks ready to go. And an, <laughs> an outdoor press box, right? I mean, it's a baseball field, so you got windows yeah. in there. How's it going to look for you?
6: There's no windows. You uh, you were looking out. You're looking live, really live. Yesterday, I, I, I did uh, go through the uh, get a chance to go through the press box, and man, Yankee Stadium is it's a, it's Titanic. It's just huge and, and beautiful. Uh, but, the, yes, open-air press box. I'm, Scott Docterman actually came through for me and gave me a pair of gloves. Nice. So I, I might make it through this, trend.
1: Space heater? Anything like that? Who be, <laughs> That I don't know yet. Who would be the most likely Iowa media member to bring a space heater in, to, to have that much foresight to bring something like that?
6: Uh, you know, hmm, probably... Uh, Probably Doctroman. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> the guy had three, the guy brought three pairs of gloves. I think he knew I wouldn't have any. Yes. He's still watching out for me. Even though we don't work together anymore, he's still watching out for
1: me. It's, it's like Dumb and Dumber over there, you know? Oh, here, here, <laughs> take this extra pair of gloves. My hands are getting hot. <laughs>
6: uh, love oh, you, man, that's one of his favorite movies, so yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, always good, Mark. Enjoyed it. Enjoy the game here today. We'll be uh, checking out your coverage over at thegazette.com. Thanks, Mark. Thank you, Trent. Uh, always a good time with Mark Morehouse from the Cedar Rapids Gazette. Love talking with him. Love talking Hawkeyes with him. And getting ready for it, 4-15, it'll be the Pinstripe Bowl and a chilly one. A chilly, chilly one at that with Iowa and Boston College. Mark mentioned uh, Amir Smith-Marset out perhaps for this game. We'll keep an eye on that one here throughout the day. And I'll let you know what's happening there. What's happening out on the outside, of course, Tristan Wirfs. Makes a move over to left tackle, Levi Paulson. He'll be at the right tackle spot. All the tackles out from the beginning of the year with Boone Myers and Ike Becker. So that's what you're going to be left with. Some shuffling along the offensive line. Pretty good defensive front for Boston College. Though, you can run against this team. We'll see if I was going to be able to run, though, uh, with the new right tackle out there in Levi Paulson. Inside remains the same. Big boy football. That's what we have. It's, it's big boy, old school football. Line up and hit you. I, I've maintained throughout, really, the last week and a half, I'd say, or so, as i going through, reading up on Boston. There's just, this Iowa team has been so difficult to get a handle on, to get a read on what they are, what they're going to be. It's been tough. It, it's been difficult. You don't know what you're going to see. Bull games, they're saying the right thing. I brought that up to Mark. And What, what are the guys going to say? Ah, you know, we really don't care about this game. They're not going to say anything like that. Until I see it, until I see a performance out of a bull in a bull game, out of Iowa, that is good. I'm not going to believe it. I think this thing's going to be ugly. Give you a prediction right now. How about this? Boston College 15, Iowa 11. We'll say uh, Boston College 15, uh, how do they get there? Five field goals, Iowa, a safety, and three field goals. There you go. No touchdowns in the game. That's probably what we're going to get out of a pinstripe bowl. Woof, woof, woof. But I'm still excited about it. I am. Chance to see you know the guys running onto the field one final time in 2017. They still, and, and everybody knows, I, I don't hide the fact I grew up a Hawkeye fan. I still like to look at them. I will give a discerning view when necessary. There's been plenty of times for that, as you guys know, throughout the years. But one of the all-time great moments. The, boss, the win against Ohio State is an all-timer. It will be talked about for years and years and years. Beating Ohio State in its own right is difficult enough for Iowa. Iowa, though they had the wins against big programs, against Michigan and Penn State throughout the years, the one bugaboo has been Ohio State. And to beat them. But not just beat them, but beat them in that fashion. That's an all-timer. And that's how I believe 2017 will always be remembered for that game. What they did that late afternoon in the beginning of November, how they demolished Ohio State. Ohio State team, we know that has a lot of talent on it. To do that, that's how this team will be remembered. But cap it off with the bowl win and that streak, kind of end that narrative for a year, be a good thing. And to see Akron Wadley one more time and Josie Jewell and Joshua Jackson and on and on and on, that's a good thing too. So as much as I might poke some fun at the Pinstripe Bowl and we know people haven't traveled there in mass, it's football. It's Iowa football. We'll be watching 415 with the Pinstripe Bowl. We'll take a timeout here. We got more to come on the show as uh, we take you up until 2 o'clock this afternoon. Jimmy B. and TC coming up as well this afternoon from 4 until 6 o'clock. All here on 1700 KBGG. Real sports talk for real sports fans.
0: Your home and away voice for UNI football. 1700 KBGG.
1: 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com. This is
0: Charles Osgood. Give your employees the power to do their best work and maximize your budget with Dell Small Business. Update the new Dell Business PCs with Intel Core processors. Dell Small Business Advisors mean that you'll get the best deals and business solutions. Save up to 35% off select business PCs from now until the end of December and get free shipping. Visit dell.com/smallbusiness or call 877-BY-DELL.
4: I'm Jay Farner from Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.875%, APR 4.05%. But choosing the right mortgage lender means choosing more than just a rate. Does calling the company with 11 J.D. Power Awards for client service matter? Does calling the company that invented Rocket Mortgage, the industry's most innovative technology, matter? If working with America's number one online lender matters to you, call Quicken Loans today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Equal housing lender, NMLS number 3030. Greater Des Moines Habitat for Humanity's new Restore is now open in Urbandale. Donations of home improvement items to Restore are sold to the public to support Habitat's mission.